Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the show about the show. This is the show within the show. And as always, you can get this on the normal iTunes feed by searching DA and CBS or by just searching Permission Granted and you'll find the podcast. It's its own podcast feed if you want to just subscribe there as well. But the other one brings you all of the show's content, including Sunday Morning Football. And a little reminder that you can get this online as well, DA on CBS.com. I'm chuckling at the outset because Mraz was just trying to get himself up on an elevated chair. And he's got that Buddha belly spilling over with that Giants polo today. Which, by the way, interesting. The moment the Yankees are eliminated, it's on to Giants season. No, it's actually, I went one better. Oh, Rangers. Yeah, yeah, we've turned a page here. It's NHL time. And that Buddha belly was, was rumbling as you tried to get up on that elevated chair. And you told me the other day, you said on the air, you were plus eight after our trip to Boise. I was. Plus eight, crooked number. And now I, it's it's all in the gut, too. My legs are fine. It's it's all of that. And you're right. It's pouring over. And finding a shirt, quite frankly, that fits me properly is a, is a bit of a work in, pro, pro, work in process. Work in progress. Progress. Yes. Currently following this Idaho trip. All right. So let me start. I just want to start here. I want to give everybody the background of how we ended up in Boise, Idaho. Over the summer, in either June or July, I was talking about on the air how I love going on my college football road trip once a year. And it might be at that time when I announced where I was going in 2018. This season, me and my buddies who annually go to a college football game, you guys have heard me talk about my buddy Penns, one of my closest friends from college. He and I have been the two kind of standard bearers on this trip for years, and then others have kind of filled in the... The rest over the years, but we have been on all of them basically together. We decided to go to Athens, Georgia. We had not been between the hedges to go see a Georgia football game. We decided on going to the Auburn at Georgia game because last year we went to Georgia at Auburn on the Plains, which was just amazing at Jordan-Hare Stadium. So I think I was talking about this decision, which we decided back then, and I believe it was around this time because I was talking about this college football road trip And a caller, Robert in Boise, called up and said, D.A., if you're really into college football road trips, you should really come out to Boise to see the Blue Turf and the Boise State Broncos. He said, we have an amazing atmosphere, and you would love it out here. And I immediately, the light bulb went off in my head, and I said, you know, I, I actually would love to go out there. And this is the truth. Obviously, the Blue Turf is symbolic and cool and quirky and identifiable and iconic in college football, 
So I always have kind of wanted to see it. And they've played some zany Mountain West games at night where I'm sitting on the couch going, boy, that place looks really fun. And they've had one of the the kind of big-time programs of the group of fives for a long time. They've been the giant killers, the Cinderella's. So I've always had it in my mind, and I have had friends who have covered college football games for years and said, you know, if you go to Boise, you should you should really put Boise on your list because if you go there, you'll have a great time. I had heard of this a number of times from my buddies in the industry when they knew about how much I love going on college football road trips. So I said on the air, you know what, I thought about it, Rob, and if it ever could come to pass, I would be totally in on that. Well, that just kind of lit a fire because we had, over the next couple of days slash weeks, other listeners of Boise say, you know, I heard you talking about coming to a Boise game, Boise State game. You really should. You'd love it. And no joke, if this started to kind of like spring forward and and kind of spring up, I had other friends of mine say, hey, you know, if you really think about going to Boise, you, you really should take advantage of that because I've gone there or my friend lives there or my brother lives there and it's beautiful. It's the mountains. It's gorgeous. And it's a really cool, hip city with a lot to do. So I just kept hearing good things about Boise very organically. And I said on the air, look, if we have the support from the listeners on 93 won the ticket, then I will go to my bosses and say, how do we make this work? That was the first thing. If I hear the listeners are really into this, because I didn't want to just go out to Boise because one guy said you should come out there, and then, you know, it would be great, but it's hard to get to. I'd have to do the show out there. You know, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of wheels that are in motion when I when I go to do a college football road trip. Sunday morning football has to be on the road. We have to have an affiliate somewhere within driving distance. I've got to make sure accommodations are taken care of. How long is travel? I've got to do it after a Friday show usually, sometimes after a Thursday show, do a Friday show out there, get back on Sunday or Monday. There's just a lot that goes into it. So I just put that out there. Hey, if there's enough listeners in Boise that are really into this, you know, I will try to make this work. And that was like the bat signal because from then on, Listeners were calling me from Boise, emailing me from Boise, tweeting at me from Boise, tweeting at me using also at mentioning the ticket 93.1 in Boise, the affiliate, and it just kind of snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. And to the credit of the station in Boise, they were listening to all of this going, hey, are you hearing DA talking about coming to Boise? Are you hearing our listeners? Are you watching on social media our listeners? They're into this. And then management at 93 won the ticket, picked up on this, and said, you know what, let's try to make this happen. And then they reached out to me directly, me and Mraz. And I told them, I'm in on this. It just has to get cleared through my bosses because there's engineering stuff, there's scheduling stuff, there's budget stuff, all that. Well, I went to my bosses once I got the email, and I said, hey, can we try to make this happen? Because I really want to make this happen. And the listeners are all about it. They're in total support. So my bosses, once they kind of recognized the support from the affiliate and that the affiliate, 93.1, was going to take the reins and really organize this, hey, this is where you are, this is where you'll stay, this is where this will be, we'll get you hooked up with tickets to the game, this is what we'll do. Once that was set up, my bosses at CBS Sports Radio said, hey, they've got their ducks in a row, they, this is, they want to make this happen, we want to make sure we do well by the affiliate We are in total support of making sure affiliates happy here. So if they want it that bad, let's do it. And that's how this whole thing came together. We then looked at a couple of dates that would work. I wanted to go to a big game there. 
probably the biggest conference game they'd play at home was the San Diego State game. So that was the one. I also wanted to do a Saturday. They had a Friday night game I was looking at, but I really wanted to do a Saturday. And that's how we picked the date. And to the credit of, like I said, the affiliate 93-1, the ticket, it was because of the listeners in Boise. They were the ones that got this whole thing ro- rolling. And I just I put a little bait out there, a little cheese. Hey, if you, if you want to make this happen, let me know. And they all scrambled, and they, you guys, the listeners in Boise, created this. This was the strength of the listenership. This was the power of the D-Aliens making this work, which is what made it so special. It only happens if the listeners to our show create it. And you guys did. And so that's why I was so grateful to be there because um, I wouldn't be there on just my own volition. I would be there only because you guys made it happen. And that, to me, was the most special part about being out there. All right. There was a moment. <laughs> I forget what day it was. I think it was after I got back from my hike on Sunday where I knocked on your door. We had a, <laughs> we had rooms right next to one another. I know where you're going. And we were supposed to get ready for dinner. <laughs> I knock at your door, you say, hang on, you come to the door, and you are shirtless in nothing but gym shorts. That's how I was watching Seahawks Rams. <laughs> like, I don't need this right now. I just hike Table Rock. I do not need seeing you in nothing, no no shirt. I just had saggy old movies there in that spot. <laughs> just, it was exploding in my face. Those are the two, the two faces for you on the trip that got me to laugh just looking at your facial reaction. Were that with my shirt off, where you had this ugh look on your face, and when I walked out of the bathroom after lying at Newark Airport, and you just looked at me and said, "I knew it. I <laughs> effing knew it. I knew it." That what that will go down in history because we were eating at we were eating at a sushi restaurant in Newark Airport. Go figure. And <laughs> you said, "I'm going to go see if uh, when our gate time is because we knew we were delayed a little bit." And you left, and I'm waiting there, and I'm closing up the tab, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then I'm like, okay, I don't know where Mraz is, so I left to go to the gate as well. And I didn't see you at the gate, and I checked the departure time. I'm like, well, I don't know where he is. I guess I'll go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. I use the urinal. I go over to the the sink to wash my hands, and here you come. And I had texted you, where are you? And you said, I'm walking over, which was like five minutes ago. (laughs) And you come out of a stall, sheepishly look at me. And just, like, throw up your hands. Well, because you had me at that point. And I'm like, why did you have to lie? I knew you were in. I knew you were not walking over. I knew you were doing something. And it made total sense that you were in the bathroom. But you do that to me. If I text you and tell you exactly that I'm handling my business, you're going to be, do I need every detail? So I lie, and then you still get mad at me for lying. Well, I mean, you don't have to say every detail, but you could say I'm in the bathroom. I, f- I mean, yeah, but you would still think less of me then. I don't think so if you're using the bathroom, but... I mean, geez, that was sushi and teriyaki before a long flight to Idaho. I don't blame you for having to use the facility. I blame you for lying about using the facility. Well, well, now I know. You don't want me to lie? Next trip, no lies. You'll know when a bomb's being thrown down the field. we ate that sushi. So what we did was we ate teriyaki chicken. I had a teriyaki chicken bowl. You had a teriyaki chicken plate. Might have been my healthiest meal on the trip. And then we ordered a sushi roll basically on the side because we didn't know if we were going to be able to eat dinner in our layover in Minnesota. So we were bursting at the seams. We ate a lot of sushi. We did. A lot of Japanese. But I was fine getting on the flight 
you went to the bathroom three times, if I'm not mistaken, three times before we left within like a 20-minute period. I did. Uh, guilty. I don't know what to tell you. Our bodies are a little different. <laughs> My body's metabolism perhaps a little quicker. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little healthier. Need to flood the gates. So did you actually do your business three times before leaving? Yeah. I mean, not all, you know, I'm not going to get into the gory details. but You not all, shouldn't. Not all the same. But yeah, you know, there were three, uh, you know, if you will, quick offensive drives. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That was like a 20-minute period. Oh, that's nothing for me. I mean, I, we don't have to, I mean, this shouldn't be about this. this I agree. Podcast, but, oh, I. That frequency is not irregular? No, there have been times where it's been a six spot in one hour. Is that alarming? No, I, I think there probably a situation where, like, instead of just taking my time and relaxing, maybe I rush the issue publicly and then have to go for more public hits. Okay. You know, oh. you, see, you sit home, socks and shoes come off. You can take your time. So a, bi- a couple of big takeaways. Number one, the Minnesota airport's awesome. Best airport in America. We, we were walking through it in our layover. We had so many options to eat if only we had more time. We ended up settling on pizza, which debatable decision in Minnesota, but it was the... Luck of the draw of where our gate was. Right. But, boy, that looked like it had amazing places to eat and amazing places to shop, the Twin Cities airport. I'm, I'm not kidding. We could have stayed in that terminal for three days and done shows there and, and <laughs> had done something different every day. It goes to show you how much ingenuity they put into being indoors in Minnesota because you got to be indoors so much. Just like the Mall of America. Let's go on to Boise. Number one, what would you think about the tailgate situation of Boise? I thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Solid. Solid. Um, We were in an area with some private tents, which I thought was pretty cool, so we got to experience the best of both worlds. And then going out and checking out, you know, all the college kids or the locals having fun. A lot of really good TV setups. We went and stopped by a fan's tailgate who had his own beer tap, which was really cool. Had a hot chorizo burrito made right on a griddle. He had a hot skittle, a hot, uh, hot griddle skillet situation. It was like a long, hot table where he was actually doing a whole thing of home fries on there and uh, omelets. It was unbelievable. That was really good. And uh, just the idea that they're really into it as far as the flag flying, trucks painted in orange and blue. It really gave you a uh, festive atmosphere, and I had a blast in the lot pregame. So much so that I even thought about not going into the game. I mean, that's how much fun I was having. And they have a re-entry policy, so you can leave at halftime and come back in. So leave at halftime, go out, have a few beers, come back. And I've only seen that a couple of times across the country. But that's solid because they don't serve any beer inside the stadium. But that's okay. You drink what you need to do before you go in. You come back out at halftime for a couple beers, go back in. That's perfect. And it worked out perfectly. We maybe missed the first couple minutes of the third quarter, but fine. We sat down. We were in for an excellent I mean, not for Boise State fans, but an excellent finish of an exciting game. And I had a little Tito's vodka in me, and it worked out well. Tough spot, though, was we wanted to get Chick-fil-A in the stadium. We thought that was the biggest win of all time. We walked to the stadium. We had eaten some at the tailgate, but I'd eaten a big Goldie's breakfast before. I felt like, you know what, I don't need you know to eat too much of the tailgate. Right. And you you spotted the, the, the Chick-fil-A, and the, your eyes lit up when we walked in the stadium and saw that. I believe my exact quote was, is that right? Yeah. I couldn't believe it because you, I, I was not expecting that. In Boise, Idaho, of all places, to have a Chick-fil-A slap you in the face in the stadium, you only hear about these things in legend in Atlanta. I could not believe one was sitting there at Idaho, and we were fired up. We thought about it all first half. And then I said, okay, let's get it on our way out to the halftime uh, stadium run. So we'll go out of the, the stadium. Let's get it now. And then we'll eat it at halftime and then come back into the stadium. I wait in line. 
out of chicken sandwiches at the end of the half. How's that possible? A- at the end of the half. Then we started coming down. They said that we'll have them in the second half. We started coming down the ramp, and we saw them. We saw workers bringing up like a coffin, it looked like, of Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches. Right. That logo was evident. But either you, either they're already cooked there, and that means you're getting kind of old chicken sandwiches, or they still got to cook them. So waiting in line there made no sense. Well, yeah, and ironically, you were ready to follow those fine people from Chick-fil-A back up, and I had to explain that to you, like, Think about what you're getting here. Yeah. You're either getting a long wait or chicken that's been sitting in the bag. Mm-hmm. So back to the tail we went for fajitas that have been sitting out for four hours. Yeah, we had a couple, of, you know, old fajitas. But it's it okay fine. though. Yeah, it got did, you by. Did yeah, did the job. Um, what's the best meal we had? Well, what what's the best the best particular dish we had? Because we <sighs> we ate so many specific dishes. I would say personally, the fillet I had at Stagecoach in. And ironically, the fries we had at Boise Fry Company yeah. were the two singular best things that I think I had the entire trip. See, the thing is, I didn't walk away feeling like any of the food I had was bad or, no, or even, very me- good. even mediocre. Honestly, the best thing I bit into, period, is probably my filet at Hawaii Tavern. It, it just melted my mouth. I had a filet mignon. It was cooked perfectly. It was almost like the cow was, you know, right there in, in Idaho, right behind. Maybe it was. I don't know. Could have been. But uh, that was delicious. Side, it's got to be the purple fries at, at Boise Fry Co. They were just so unique, uh, crispy yet not oily, a variety of dipping sauces and seasoning. I thought it was excellent. I, I couldn't have gotten more. Uh, also, let's talk about the pe- the breadsticks that you housed and the jalapeno chicken pizza. I think it was jalapeno chicken at the Idaho yeah, Pizza Company. It was company. a habanero pizza. Yeah. Okay. I went hard at Idaho Pizza Company. <laughs> probably more so than I had to. But again, we had a big crowd of people who virtually were begging to see me eat something. Yeah. And uh, I was putting it down. So we were doing segments with Caves and Prater. So I didn't know when I would have time. Like if I paced myself, I put down like four slices of pizza, multiple breadsticks. And wings I had there too, which were pretty good. Oh, true. They brought out the wings. In a hurry. And, and also I noticed not enough of our group at the radio station picking at the food. And they just brought out that much. And I wasn't certainly as a guest of honor going to be rude. No. So, yeah, I was putting that down in a hurry. And I think that hurt me later on because Stagecoach had such excellent food. Yes, excellent. And it was almost as if I was forcing myself to eat everything in sight there but wasn't enjoying it as much as I could have because I was so full off Idaho Pizza Company because of the timing of it all. You know, that was a late afternoon window falling right into the Sunday night kick. <laughs> Excellent prawns over at uh, Stagecoach, and those were what they were famous for, one of the things they were famous for. Let me also say, Goldie's, you didn't get the Goldie's full experience. You got it delivered, and the Goldie's delivered to our studios. Still very good. Was awesome. In-person, Goldie's was next-level great. They had a, uh, they had, and you'll see this on Nomad, they had a hollandaise sauce infused with sriracha. Oh. So it was like a pink it was a pink hollandaise sauce, but it was spicy over your eggs, over your uh, I had some spicy chicken on the side, like a shredded chicken and over English muffin with the fries with with their famous potatoes. Whoa. See, I was not, that sounds so good. I was not ready to make that move because I'd eaten so much. I'd eaten four meals on Friday. I couldn't make that move with the Saturday morning for the tailgate. I knew I would have been an immovable object at the tailgate. And that was probably the only, you know, conscious coaching decision I made throughout the whole trip. <laughs> but then hearing about it after, I'm like, wow, should I have just sucked it up and done it? Now, I had Sunday morning while you were doing Sunday morning football to make that maneuver myself. 
I just didn't bring myself to it. Instead, Goldie's also has a corner market. And I said, you know what? Let me just get a banana or something and maybe get some, maybe a Goldie's hot chocolate. Get like a, the Goldie's Express feel. Instead, I ended up buying an Oreo bar, mm. which is like a homemade, because they have like a bakery section. Mm. It was like a giant brownie that was made of crushed Oreos. <laughs> and that was my breakfast on Sunday before we went to Dave and Buster's. And it was delicious. <laughs> Deli- like, breathtakingly delicious. Mm. So Goldie's really, no pun intended, cornered the market. Yeah. I think on that whole strip there on Capitol Boulevard. I'm still totally floored at the outpouring of generosity and support that we got from our listeners. I'm still, I've been telling family and friends how it was, and I'm still like, you wouldn't believe it. You really wouldn't believe it unless you were there. It was, I don't know how you feel now, two days after we came back and... Oh, my ego's big. It's now... Yeah. And we're now six days removed from Friday where we really met dozens, hundreds of listeners. But still, this many days later, I am still totally taken aback. Uh, I'm blown away. I'm I'm really blown away. Yeah, and and the way I, you know, especially on the air, even with the piggy doodle dandy stuff, I can rub people the wrong way. You think? Not one of these people, unless they were just, you know, not talking behind my back, hated me, which I found interesting. (laughs) They all seem to like me very much, and I was just... You know, and it sounds odd because we turn on the microphone and we look at the four of us. Like, to know that there's that many people listening to us, and that's only one of the markets, really is stunning. Because New York City, when a big city gets swept away, I mean, we were like the Beatles landing there. It was unbelievable how many people listened to the show. It really was. I said this before, and I really mean this. I would say 95% of the people we met, and we had to have met 500 different listeners minimum, I would sit down with and have a beer with and hang out with. I agree. There was... Very few that I was like, this guy's a little off, or this person, you know, is a little. I don't know about because you can get aggressive people, you can get socially awkward people. But it wasn't like that. No, we we had all great quality people that I was like, I could totally hang out with this person, have a beer, and watch a game. Now it could be a chicken or the egg thing. Maybe we attract normal people because we're normal. Are we? I don't know. That's actually a good point, but. Maybe these events attracted normal people, but I, I just felt like, my God, Boise is a city of really quality, good people. Everybody seemed great. They did. Well, maybe, I mean, do you think they'd still be great if we hung out with them every day? I got I to gotta tell you. I think they do. I, I, yeah, I feel I like I made five friends there, either listener or staff member at the ticket, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll be in contact with them for the rest of my life. And people that I... As I'm hanging out with them, I felt like I knew before, like I've known for years. It was like that easy a transition. It, I, I can't say enough. I, I'm blown away. And again, I'm, I'm always getting made fun of by my friends back home. Like, oh, you're making Boise seem like Vegas. I'm, like, I'm telling you, it's that awesome a place. Great downtown, great restaurants, great food, great people. No rudeness. No, I mean, the moment I've been on a New York City subway since, I'm like, oh, we're back to doing this. I know. It, it's, it's truly a testament. But you know, I can't say thank you enough to everybody out there. I feel the same way. I'm just floored. Uh, it was the coolest thing ever, and um, you know, I don't, I don't have enough words to describe just how appreciative I am that we got that opportunity. We were given a box of Idaho Spuds, which are candy bars, and I think they're potato candy bars. I'd like to try these on the Permission Granted podcast. Okay. What do you think? You do one? All right, I'll do one. I I saw what it looked like. It looked very coconut infused. I'm not <laughs> okay. the biggest coconut guy, but all right, we're gonna unwrap. Ack is sitting here next to us as well. If Ack wants a potato spud, you're allowed to take one. Almost looks, like one a, almost looks like a fudgy-wudgy bar here. Okay, so we're looking at it. Yeah, oh, you're right. There, it looks like coconut shavings on the top. 
I guess. And it looks like it's like half a banana. Okay. Wow, it's different tissue. It's like uh, it's like a mounds, right? Like, like nougat. It's like an almond joy or mounds. Oh, I think it's like an almond covered. And I'm sorry, coconut covered three musketeers. Yeah, but so there is. It's coconut on the top. It's airy. I like it. It's light. It is light. Is it supposed to look like a potato? I guess. Maybe. Maybe. You know what? Okay. Big Papa's on the loose. <laughs> it's the puppy game. All right. That's good. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Okay. All right. We all nod and approve it. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, um, would you be for going back to Boise for another football game, either next fall or the fall after that? I don't know how you could not be. Now, obviously, I think it would be really cool to see other places and have other affiliates bring us in and stuff like that. But by all means, I mean, if Boise would love to have us, I that's not a place I walked away going like, all right, I saw it. Like, I, I felt like... It wasn't done for the day? It actually wasn't because I still didn't hike Table Rock. Yeah. And uh, I still didn't actually sit at the counter at Goldie. So I left some things back there that... You left some points on the board. I did leave some points on the board that I, I could totally need to, to take care of. From- still, still didn't go to Hump and Hannah's. Didn't go to Hump and Hannah's, which was like the <laughs> that sounds like a strip club. There, there, that was like the big bar for young people that was dancing and music and everything. Correct. There was like five breweries I didn't get to go to, and we went to a couple of bars and a couple of um, like micro brew places that would have some craft beers and local beers. But there had to have been five to seven places. I'm like, I need to go there, and I didn't get to go there. I need to go fishing there as well because everybody just kept raving about the fly fishing. So is it too early to tell Boise fans, hey, listeners, if you want us back, <laughs> yeah. push your local affiliate to get us back well, That's there. the thing. I, I wonder if we did it again. You know, the, the sequels are never as good as the originals. Would would it be kind of pathetic if we, like, begged our way back to Boise? No. I mean, maybe they might not put our names on marquees or we wouldn't get Tin Man t-shirts. But listeners would still come hang. Yeah. I think. I you hope. Think? I don't know. <laughs> they didn't be more time to hike. Uh, people love seeing you melt down over the Giants loss at Dave and Buster's. Yeah, I'm glad I could uh, you know, entertain them in that moment of horror for me, yeah. I had to storm out of the place. <laughs> I, I was cursing a couple times, which wasn't nice in front of children. They caught me at a real raw moment. That was a low moment for it you. It was a low moment for me in this year specifically, but I didn't know what to say. What was I supposed to do? Throw a table upside down? I really wanted to, but I had to just relax. I knew I wasn't in my place of home. How about that we had a listener buy you gloves because your hands were freezing at the Albertson Stadium Bronco shop? I got new winter gloves for this year. My (laughs) hands were that cold because, again, you were hogging a heater. It wasn't nice. I strategically picked a seat next to the heater. I could have done without the heater. I don't know why you got so cold. I was at the coldest I've ever felt at work in my life because I do everything inside. So I don't know how these construction people do it. Bless you all. I couldn't handle that weather. <laughs> Brutal. 15 jackets on. We had people driving from Oregon, which was like a two-hour drive. That You could get to Oregon, I think, in 45 minutes from Boise, but we had people come in from two hours away. Yeah, and make Two-hour drive each way. To see us. What are you doing? It I mean, was, thank you to do it, but <laughs> I don't even want to look at myself in a mirror. These people <laughs> driving two hours to see us. And how about the elderly woman? That dropped off at Witch Witch Sandwich Company. By the way, I got news yesterday. You want to? You want your ego to swell? Witch Witch Sandwiches in Meridian, Idaho, where we had a line two and a half hours long to come see us, to come meet us. It was probably twenty to thirty deep throughout the entire day. Had its best grossing day ever with us there. Are you serious? The most money they ever made on sandwiches was the day we were there. All right. Well, now we got to go back. 
So that day, an elderly woman dropped off a scrapbook for the 1920s of Syracuse memorabilia that she got from a house that she was employed or responsible of cleaning out because of an elderly couple that passed away. She brought this scrapbook by to just deliver to me and not even to meet me, just knowing that I went to Syracuse. I mean... Are you giving it to Syracuse or are we holding it hostage? I still don't have it because they're sending it back to me. I, I couldn't get it in the carry-on, but... It's cool. It's a it's lot of cool stuff. really cool. It's the Army Syracuse games in the 20s. I'm going to go through all of it and really, like, see if I want to keep any of this right. stuff for my personal collection, which I will absolutely put on display at some point hey, in time. like a McGuire home run ball. Hold on to that. You make sure you make your money. No donations. Syracuse charges you a lot in student loans. Let me work this out for you. Okay, you want to negotiate? I want to negotiate because you'll, you'll bend I'll over and give it to them. Buckle them. Don't do that. Don't, you've paid them enough. It's time for you to make your money. And you think they're going to pay me for this? If they don't, screw them. Somebody will pay you. Some Syracuse alum. <laughs> so, but I was given it as a gift. I'm not supposed to sell it. Who cares? <laughs> Find us, keep us, lose us, weep us. Make your money. Is this why you feel like Bogus doesn't have the right response? Uh, right. The right representation? Sometimes you got to smell blood in the water and make your move. You've been given a gift, my friend. Make it work. Make it work. <laughs> why do you suddenly become the godfather? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, the, the, the Boise trip was amazing. I, I can't really say enough wonderful things about the city and the people. Uh, the funniest thing was, in the greatest irony of all ironies, everybody there said, please don't tell everybody how great this is because we don't want any more anybody else coming here. We want it to be a secret. But unfortunately, the secret is out, and I can't not say good things about it. But an amazing time. Thanks for the ticket for such wonderful hospitality. Thanks to the city, and I really want to come back here soon. So... Uh, that was a fun, fun, fun week, and we are back in New York City, and that was Side A, and Merez and Bogish have Side B right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Merez, host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA Show, joined here on Side B by the Bogeyman. Andrew Bogish, how are you? Shawnee, I'm good. Um, it's good to see you again. I might have missed DA at the end of last week and on, then on Monday as well. Yeah, exactly. So right now, obviously, we can hear my voice a little raspy. I got to be honest with you, Bogish. I think my body is breaking down po- post-Boise trip. I am. We are taping this on Thursday morning, finally. A little late yeah. podcast because of the Boise trip getting out Monday. I, I think I am worn down. I think Boise has sucked Everything out of me because I had so much fun, and I am sputtering here to the weekend. Just rest, recoup, and get back on the horse next week. Pun intended. Sputtering. Well, no? those are two different words. Sputtering. I mean, but they're close. You could have done what I'm trying to. So you didn't do what I thought you might have done. No, which is a cheapy. Yeah. Speaking of which, we did you have an Idaho spud? You know what? I haven't yet because I'm actually not a coconut kind of guy. And ah. there's coconut on the outside. I was ah. prepared to try if the coconut was inside. But the coconut, like, flakes on the outside, I, I have not brought myself to take a bite just yet. So are you disappointed then that that was basically your gift back was to try an Idaho No, spot. I wouldn't. Well, actually, I got a T-shirt from DA yesterday. Oh, did uh, you? I did. So I got that. And I, I haven't what gotten. What T-shirt was it? Uh, one, uh, it's, uh, it's got the turnover thrown on it. Oh. It's from the store that you guys did okay. the show from. Wow, DA did that uh, without me knowing. It's a medium, though. So I appreciate DA thinking that I'm slim, but I'm actually a large. I got a little heft going on here in the booty So you put region. it on, it was too tight? I haven't put it on yet. It looks long enough. It looks big. Now, 
Idaho is not New York. I don't think I've got slim fit in Idaho. So their medium might be the by large here. Well, what does that mean? You think they're big people in Idaho? Uh, I think they're probably uh, sputtering their way through <coughs> a couple of different shirt sizes. Well, this is going to be like a 30 for 30. What if I told you we didn't come across one fat person in Boise, Idaho? Well, because I'm, we didn't. I'm disappointed. We didn't. We were shocked. See, it's so funny because uh, as we peel back the curtain and go behind the scenes on side B, when it comes to Boise, Idaho... DA and I obviously had a lot of travel to both preview and recap between us everything that happened. And on the funnier stuff, like obviously we came back home, that place is awesome. We go back in a heart, uh, you know, heartbeat. Yeah. But on the funnier note, one thing we both thought, well, I'm sorry, DA really hammered this point home. I tried to be like, yeah, and then he convinced me. Not a lot of quote unquote fatties in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> now you would think the starch, the potatoes, you know, you're not really needing the beach season weather that you would go there and there would be a bunch of rolling rotundas, if you will, of guts. Mm. Now, maybe they're out there lurking in the mountains. Did they hide them to make a good impression on maybe. you guys? Did they, did the they growl the coming. fat people and hide them? <laughs> and I'm just going off the fact that DA goes, it's a medium. I hope it fits. And I like un- it was rolled up, so I like you know snapped it open to look at it. And it was a lot of fabric for a medium. So I could be complete. I could be completely insensitive here. I'm just hoping that it actually does fit my fat. You know what? Well, it's maybe. A cool shirt. How about this? Maybe because it gets so cold there, they make the t-shirts to go over like sweatshirts at games and stuff like it's that. It's Possible. How about that take? But DA's theory on the on the husky people. I don't like saying the fat words. That's a bad job by me. Right. But the husky Big people, bones. chunky people there is that you need to move around so much. There's mountains. There's farming. There's everything that you can't afford high to be spilling over. You know, I don't really know if there's actually high altitude. Okay. Because there were mountains around us that, like, were above us. So maybe we went up there, there was high altitude. Where we were in Boise, I can't imagine that we were high altitude because I didn't have any breathing problems whatsoever. Okay. So, I mean, that's just my take. Now, I will tell you, there were several cases, several, where people approached me, approached DA, approached both of us, and asked about you. Said they were big fans of you. I'm blushing again. People even saying they like when you fill in host on Taz and the Moose. Asking why you don't fill in host possibly with me or even on your own when DA is out. And a lot of people, if they had one gripe with me, it came back to me bashing <laughs> the damn play-by-play. Well, Boise. Of all the things I've done was why would you do that to Bogus? Yeah. It's great. Boise has been very, very kind to me. Like from the beginning of the network, when I was hosting or co-hosting with John Feinstein, we were we were popular there as well. We probably should have gone there, like you guys did, and beat you to it by like three or four years. Uh, so I, that's always had a special place in my heart, which Dick. is why I wanted to go, which would have been cool to go and actually see it. And I'm very happy that people. Uh, I'm very easily. I need to, I need people to like me, so I'm glad that, that happened. Okay, now from afar, you observing everything that was going on back in New York as we constantly updated pictures, which I'm sure was driving Bilotti nuts because he hates the pictures when people are away. He hates fun and happiness and success. He does. Though Bilotti, I will tell you, and we peel back the curtain more on side B the PGP. We know and we've gotten to know Pete the Body Bilotti on the DA show. We know his heart is made of gold. We know he has a sensitive touch. We know with the Luigi thing last Halloween with Katie Linendahl, there's a bit of Pete who always feels like he's not appreciated enough. I have heard, oh, geez, it's Thursday, at least seven times, and I only returned to the office on Tuesday. You know, I really should have been on this Boise trip. And I feel bad because it would have been great to have everybody on the show, but I don't know, like, what to tell him. 
Well, we went down this road, again, going back to John Feinstein days. The first two years of that show, John and myself and our producer, Max Herman, went to the New Orleans Super Bowl, two Final Fours, and then the second Super Bowl was here in New York. Unfortunate for us, and it took a trip away from us. But right. the three of us went on those three trips. So it was Dallas, Atlanta, and New Orleans. New Orleans. And every time... Pete would say the same things and me and Max would have the same response. Like, well, of course we want you there, but like your job is here. Right. Like, and like, I'm certainly expendable. I didn't have to go on those trips. I'm happy that they sent me, but I can, but, but I basically should be doing updates here because there's no reason for me to do them there. Now, and that's the tough part when you have a show full of four people, five right. people, and only a couple people can go. Exactly. But, like, Pete's job has to be here. No, Nobody, no show travels their engineer to any of these things. Usually you hire an engineer in the city to sit there and do the buttons or whatever, and then Pete would stay back here and do his magic on the board from our thing. So, like, like we get it. Because I had the same thing. Like when I when I have not gone on trips here, it's like, oh man, I wish I could go. But I know that there's, I have no argument to get me to the Super Bowl, the Final Four now. And I don't know how to say to him, like, but you, your job is here, right? It's not a personal thing. Jeez, I mean, you can make the case. I didn't even have to be there. I, I really. To be well, fair, I mean, no, I will you, of course go, but no, you you had to go like I had to go with John because, like, I was on the air the entire time. You basically are. And you're the producer. You need to be there to sit people down and do that part of the job as well. You need to be there. Well, I will tell you that. So the, what I'm really building up to, and I know you'll get a good laugh, so uh-huh. maybe our audience will too. So Pete obviously has become, and we've credited him on the PGP with being a master of playing drops on the show. He's yes. gotten excellent on it. That is a portion of his job as well as you know making sure we hit the brakes on time mm-hmm. and general organizational stuff and playing sound back at the right. studio. Pete actually told me on Wednesday, here... Now, this is the seventh time he's mentioned it. I yeah. figured out a way for me to get to Boise if you guys go again. Right. Okay, Pete, what do you you know, what do you have here? I'm gonna pack up a computer with Burley being our audio editing system, yeah. and I'm gonna play the drops from uh from the studios yeah. in Boise. So I said, Hold on here. You're gonna pack up uh like a Dell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Put it in a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Have the Burley program, rewire this, reconfigure it, and you're just going to sit there and play drops off the system. And that is going to bring yeah. Boise. Yeah. I know. He made me feel so bad. Well, and, and you I know, don't want to feel bad. You know him. He's not half-assing that statement. Like, he's probably researched the cost of a case and, like, asked somebody what it would entail to, to make the connection right. from the computer once it got safely to Boise to put it through their board I mean, he like he's he's not kidding when he's thought this through. It's not like oh, I want to go next year. He's done the research. It's probably over. He was late this morning, maybe because he overslept because he was up late last night researching burly travel computers. Well, it could be. And on that note, because DA actually had me reading because of the lack of entertainment on the flights we had. Yeah. I read I read the entire Sports Illustrated story on the Seahawks breakup and how Russell Wilson had to be treated in the locker room, a little sensitive and stuff. I'm starting to wonder if the DA show is becoming the Seahawks and that we have to treat Pete the body Bellotti the way the Seahawks treat is Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. That is your question of the day here Oof. on the PGP. I mean, it's they. I thought I was high maintenance, but Russ certainly is. Because it feels like, to me at least, I love him, but like I have to tiptoe around it because, again, it's one of those weird situations. Like, Pete, of course, we want you to come have fun and do all of this. Right. But the actual description of your job requires you to be 
here. And yeah. it breaks my heart even saying that. But because of now how above and beyond he's gone for three days, I don't know what to say. I know. I am left speechless. I don't know. Do we hold the players only meeting? What do we do here? I think I actually just think hope this trip goes away. Yeah, you never go on a trip again. I think that's it. I think this the show never leaves the studio. Yeah, and then you almost one you're almost scared to like talk about how great the trip was in front of him. So a lot of things here going on Poor in the DA Bridget. show locker room. I mean, she does she just get this dumped on her when she's coming home from a long day of teaching kids? She's exhausted. Decimal points, multiplication tables, cursive, and then she's got to hear about. Traveling computers to Boise to play drops. That's she's where we it's where we begin at your cold open. On that note, we're going to wrap the PGP for the week. Hopefully, I have a nice voice in tune next week. Yeah, please rest up. We need you back at one hundred percent. Boise, not Boise, as we've learned. Yes, Boise, Boise. We love you. Thank you so much for having us. Not bogus, but Da and I. Maybe next year. Maybe next year we get there. Be great. We will get that burly computer all packed up. Get the crew over there. But thank you so much for all your hospitality. It really, really, we had a blast. And uh, hopefully we see you next year. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.